Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. Today my guest is Alicia Bryceland, who is an a voice teacher, a singer, and a certified teacher of the Alexander Technique. She works in New York City and in northern New Jersey. Uh, in addition to having trained as an Alexander teacher, she has a master's in vocal performance at the New England Conservatory of Music. And uh, her website, which we will I'll put next to the interview, has a wealth of information uh, about, for singers, not just about the Alexander technique in singing, but about vocal technique and about singer psychology. So it's a really excellent resource, a general resource for singers. And we're, do, we're going to be doing a series of three podcasts that are basically uh, aimed primarily at Alexander Technique teachers and uh, students of the technique, but it might be of interest to anyone. And they're really about teaching the Alexander Technique to singers. And in part one, which we're going to, which we're about to do, the, the sort of subtopic is knowledge. So, Alicia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Robert. And um, knowledge is our topic for singers who are studying the technique and teachers who are teaching singers. Uh, what um, obviously singers working with singers is not always the same as working with the general population. And um, you've kind of come up with a an overview of knowledge in terms of what singers bring to the process and what teachers can offer. And could you say a little bit about, maybe start with what singers bring? Yes, exactly. Um, singers spend a lot of time and energy and money to learn how to sing their very best. And uh, as part of that process, they're learning about their bodies and how to use their bodies to really tune into that. So, um, but singers can also become very voice-centered and they tend to be hyper aware of their throat, the mm -hmm. larynx where the voice is, and also the whole vocal mechanism. So breathing, so the torso, rib cage, um, the throat as well around the larynx, uh, which has to be open and relaxed, and then the um, jaw, tongue, mouth, soft palate, and um, the nasal passages. So this is the focus for singers, and because um, they have to work so hard and really pay attention to what's happening in these areas, they can oftentimes forget that they have um, other parts of their bodies. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have certainly uh, encountered that, and uh, and sometimes there the areas that they do uh, put a lot of attention on, they have um, what could be called in the Alexander world a, a, a bit of a mismap or misconception about what's really going on, even in those areas, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's the problem with proprioception. Oftentimes it's, it's not accurate. Mm -hmm. But um, singers have to be able to feel. 
And so what they do feel they can be very tied into um, on a physical and even an emotional level. Oh, I feel this, so it must be happening. So using a mirror, showing them that what they think is happening actually isn't happening or using the um, basic concepts of the Alexander Technique to help them open up and realize, oh, oh, well, now I'm having a different experience. Maybe my um, perception can change, mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. not always going to remain the same. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and what you just described, that um, I feel it this way, so it must be true, of course, that's the case with pretty much all students of the technique, but I think... That for, that your point is that because singers have invested a lot of themselves in the singing process, it's a little deeper, more deeply ingrained in them than it might be in in um, other students of the technique. Exactly. Um, they they need to understand, so they learn from their teachers what they can. But oftentimes the information that they get from their voice teachers is um, incomplete. Right. It's, it's part of it, but then they invest in that part. And um, because they don't understand the whole picture, then that can overbalance things. Um, that can, can really skew their um, ability to think holistically and understand that it's, uh, we're really one body. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the areas where they could probably, many singers could benefit from, uh, I guess you could say, more accurate information about themselves is the breathing mechanism itself. Yes, that is absolutely true. And that's one of the things that Alexander Technique can offer singers. That's incredibly important. Absolutely. So, so maybe could you say a word or two about what you've noticed that many teachers think is the case about their breathing mechanism and what uh, an Alexander Technique teacher might gently correct? Right. That's a huge topic. That's worthy of, you know, at least one podcast on its own. Right. Um, but um, oftentimes singers um, feel that they're releasing in certain areas and they're actually tightening. Mm -hmm. So an Alexander Technique teacher can gently bring um, to their awareness and it's like, oh, well, you know, you're trying to release, but actually you're working a little harder. Let me put my hands here. You can experience what it's like um, not to feel that tension and then see what it's like to expand your ribcage or uh, release your abdominal wall or expand in your back or, or um, to be still at the top of the, uh, the chest near the um, sternum right, where the emergency breathing apparatus is, just to, to leave that alone and, and not engage it when singing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What what's I find very interesting about um, singers is because they're so focused on um, everything that has to do with singing that they forget the fact that they have legs. And um, um, they are not aware of the fact that their various body parts actually are interconnected we singers tend to think of things as um very modular okay so i my abdominal does this and my um rib cage does that and my throat does this and and they don't understand that everything's really connected 
and affects the each part affects the other parts Mm-hmm. And and that's something that I think um, is is definitely not really talked about in in almost um, any vocal studio unless someone has had body work has Alexander Technique experience or is a teacher, um, and then they'll discuss that. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to uh, you know um, change that mindset is is incredibly important for singers. And I think uh, an important thing to understand about singing teachers is that uh, a person might be an excellent singer, a naturally excellent singer, and a pretty good teacher, maybe uh-huh. an excellent teacher of singing. Uh-huh. But that it's it's a bit much to expect that person to also be. Um, uh, an expert in overall coordination. Exactly. That that's that's a skill that um takes some uh, specific training and understanding to to develop and um that's a, that's what the Alexander technique can bring to the table and it it you can't really expect a teacher of anything really but singing or swimming or any activity to also be an expert in coordination. I think that's something, a really important distinction that it's useful to bear in mind. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, It's enough just to be able to be a a wonderful singer. It's enough just to be able to be a wonderful teacher. So, um, and bring the information and the knowledge that you have from singing to the teaching and convey that to students. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all very specific skills and they take you know, a lifetime to be able to develop and hone. So um, it's true, um, the Alexander Technique is, is such a different modality and the training is so extensive and it's ongoing. It's a continually evolving process mm-hmm. for, uh, for anyone who's trained. As singing is, singing, we're always learning. We're always um, having a greater understanding of our voices. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's, it's a little like you wouldn't expect an Alexander teacher who's trained in this method, in, in this method of learning about your coordination and how to, how to improve it, to uh, also be a great singer. I mean, most of us, I certainly... Uh, I'm, I'm not a particularly good singer, but I do think I know something about the overall coordination. I haven't really had singing training, and it's not something I'm particularly good at. <laughs> <laughs> to put it to put it very uh, charitably, but one one uh, one thing that um, in connection with this 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 business that um, the body. Uh, the body is not it it has a lot of pieces to it and they all have to work together mm-hmm. for singing to be at its best mm-hmm. i found that one way to bring that out fairly clearly with a singer or sometimes i'm working with groups of singers choirs that sort of thing is to ask them to sing a a, a little passage and um sort of no note how that's worked out and then ask them to be aware of the soles of their feet and the top of their head and just be aware that all of that's involved everything between those two points as it were are are somehow involved in singing without any details 
and sing the same piece over again with that idea in mind. And pretty much always there's quite a difference. Mm-hmm. They've simply brought to bear that all of them is involved in singing. They have not brought to bear at that point much specific information. Mm-hmm. Just, hey, it's all part of singing. Um, right, but unfortunately, um, most singers, because the demands, the the mental and emotional demands of singing are so um, great when one is training, mm-hmm. and you really have to focus so much on the vocal mechanism, it's, it would be incredibly easy for any singer just to say, oh, that was a nice experience, but when I go into the voice studio, I have to do it differently. Mm-hmm. And not really under, not really understand at a deep level. Well, if I'm really um, releasing from my hip joints and allowing my legs to to really ground into the floor, then that's actually going to help my breathing. That's actually going to help how my larynx uh, works. That's actually going to ha- going to release the help release the back of my neck. Right, if I'm really supported completely by the by the floor instead of pulling away from it mm-hmm. then then m- the back of my neck will be able to release and that will help my whole vocal me- vocal mechanism work better as a result so this is the kind of thing that i'm i'm talking about the fact that um um an alexander technique teacher really has a wonderful opportunity to provide a lot of information both um verbally with you know intellectual information that the singer can try to process mm-hmm. about where things are and how things work together but also experientially it's like mm-hmm. okay look so it's not just this one little part of my body it's not just half of my body that's working it's the whole thing and if i forget the second half then the half that i want to coordinate correctly isn't going to work as well Right, absolutely. No, it's just an it's a nice demonstration though, and I think some yes. people yeah. some people get it, but as you say, it's very easy to slip back into what you know has sort of worked for you before under any kind of a stressful situation like performing or recording or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or just trying to trying to learn a a, a piece and get into the best shape for an audition, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Uh on this on this topic that we we're talking about now, which we're kind of loosely categorizing as knowledge, uh is there is there anything else that you would like to to add to what what you've already said. Yes, just some important points for mm-hmm. teachers to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. So um, Alexander Technique teachers um, can really emphasize to students um, how interconnected the body is and how every part will affect how the whole body works together. Mm-hmm. So um, really awareness, inhibition, and direction have a tremendous positive benefit on the vocal mechanism. Um, you can also really focus on um, the mechanics of breathing for singing, mm-hmm. but make sure that you understand what they are because the singer has a uh, certain knowledge and you want to make sure that you understand the anatomy, you understand how things work together, and then you'll be able to work with them much more effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one of the wonderful things that the Alexander teaches, 
uh, Alexander Technique teaches that is so fabulous for singers is the fact that it helps us get in touch with reflexes. And this is um, what singers really want to do. They want to be able to use their body reflexively. So instead of having to build up a whole complicated set of coordinations, they want the reflex to do it for them and they can relax. Mm -hmm. Singers need to be lazy. Singers need to do as little work as possible while still being efficient and have enough work be done to um, sing very, very well. And the reflexes can do that for us if we know how to access them and then get out of the way and let them let them um, do the work for us. So could, could you give an example of a, a reflex that will will kick in if you get out of the way if the, sure. if the student gets out of the way learns well, how to the, get out of the way the breathing reflex is one yes. we have yeah. uh you know reflexes for um deep breathing mm-hmm. that allow the um, intercostal muscles to just pop open the rib cage mm-hmm. and if when we coordinate that with the abdominal wall releasing then the air um, that we want as singers will just fall into our lungs and we don't have to pull it in. We don't have to do any work to bring it in. It will just fall in and it will fall in low enough in the lungs that we'll be able to control it with our abdominal wall, our back, um, etc. I, so, think, I think it's helpful too also to explain to um, to singers and really to to students in general, that you do have atmospheric pressure pressing against you all the time. It yes. wants to it it not you wants to get air into you, and all you have to do for that to happen is allow the system to to do what it's designed to do, which is create a vacuum, and in comes the air. Right. You have to make sure that you have enough air um, out of the lungs so that the vacuum is yes. there. You have and to then... get the old air out. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it. it's an interesting example of something where I think if you really understand it, even intellectual, just intellectually at first, it can make a difference when you, you realize that there is this external system that's just itching to get air into you. And yes. and your your job is to allow that to happen by by intelligently um, getting getting out of the way of any restrictions. Yes, getting out of the way. But this is where the Alexander technique is very important because the breathing mechanism is so central to our survival that we have many different ways that we can breathe. Um, that's just so that we can keep on living. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Alexander technique can really help people get rid of the excess tension, get rid of, okay, you're holding a little bit here. You don't have to do that. Just get out of the way and gradually really learn to maximize this reflex by making sure that any little holdings that would, um, keep that from really happening are, are out of the way. And, um, mm-hmm. So yeah, the breathing mechanism is really is it, I mean, it's really so complex, and it's it's a place where so many people hold um, because yeah. it's yeah. Uh, you know it's it's just a, a point of tension, like the like the primary control, right? We tend to tense in our neck, mm-hmm. 
and we tend to hold our breath. Yeah. To so. me, to me, all all those kind of uh, specific holdings are. I I see them as an attempt to to be to have control to be in charge, but in fact, their ultimate control is. Um, getting out of the way and just having the big picture in mind and letting letting the details take care of themselves. Yeah, Basic, yeah, a, basically yeah. outsourcing a lot of the work that you have been doing, uh, right. so that you can you can you can focus on what you really want to do. In this case, sing. Yeah, that's a yeah. great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, would this be a good place to end this podcast? I think it is. I think we're. I think we've uh, covered a lot. Great. Good. So um, my my guest today has been Alicia Bryceland. She's a singer, voice teacher, Alexander Technique teacher, and uh, she uh, teaches in New York City and Northern New Jersey. Uh, she. Um, I'm going to put a link to her website by the interview and for singers. In particular, she has a wealth of information in the form of articles on her site, not just about the Alexander technique and singing, but about uh, vocal uh, technique and about the singer's psychology, which, uh, from what you told me earlier, is not something that's that's talked about a lot. Mm. Um, so if you are in the New York City, northern New Jersey area, and this intrigues you, uh, get get hold of Alicia. And I'll put a link to a site which will enable you to find an Alexander teacher uh, elsewhere in the world. Alicia, thank you so much for this. Thank you, Robert.